1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 55th anniversary of the Loving v. Virginia Supreme Court decision that legalized interracial marriage on June 12, 1967. I spoke to the creators of the powerful movie, Loving, when director Jeff Nichols and actor Joel Edgerton visited Washington, D.C. in 2016. Thanks for joining us, guys.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: (laughs) This movie, it it was great. It really touched me. I know it. You know, it's been received well at Cannes and everywhere else. But it's gonna go down in movie history. You're you're forever linked with like you know the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner's of the world. Um, speak in that historical context. That's a movie that's happening sort of in real time, whereas you guys are reflecting back on it. But talk about how it's just as important now, almost, to remind us how that wasn't all that long ago, and how it's you know important to have reminders like this, even in 2016.
0: Well, sadly, you know, I think this is kind of happening in real time as well, you know, uh, issues of equality are, are, are definitely not something we've put to bed yet. Uh, in fact, I don't think we ever will. I think, I think these are issues that every generation has to define for themselves. And we're in the middle of, um, a desperate search for a definition of equality for this generation. And, and I think Richard and Mildred, um, just show us the humanity at the center of that, that quest, you know, that, that quest for equality. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I think they're as relevant today as they were in 1958 when they were arrested in 1967 when the Supreme Court decision came down.
1: Yeah. And uh, talk about like sort of researching the real life characters, um, because I know you guys, didn't you base it off, uh, there's, a, there's a documentary you guys used a lot too, right? But talk
2: about how you and, and Ruth Naga got into those real life people. Well, Nancy Bursky had made a documentary called The Loving Story, which really became the the foundation for all of us uh to do what jeff seemed to you know be interested in doing um is to strive for a very authentic um and accurate portrayal of of the story you know which which meant that it the documentary became a guide for every department for for the designers and the Hair and makeup department, and then for us as actors, it was the perfect um, guide, I guess, for us to step into the shoes of the characters because there's so much archival footage of, of Richard and Mildred, and watching them at, at their home, and and this is once they've had three children, once they're um, once they're living at the King and Queen residence later in their life, while the Supreme Court case is sort of pending. So, you know, it's a particular... Time in their life. Then, of course, we had Gravelette's photographs from uh, Life magazine. Strangely enough, the, the photographs captured a little bit more of the intimate essence of the two of them than the documentary crew. I think they were two such shy people. Yeah, so the documentary became the big thing, and then you know it, it was important to paint the other part of the canvas, which is what were they like when cameras and, and film ca- uh, crews weren't around. Definitely.
1: The thing that I liked so much about it is almost how gracefully understated it is. Um, It doesn't build to a big giant in the courtroom at the Supreme Court. You know, you could have chose to have the cameras in there and had a big Philadelphia or To Kill a Mockingbird type, you know, um, social equality courtroom thing. But instead, you uh, leave that mostly off screen. And instead, we see the family sort of eating, you know, dinner together. Talk about why it's just a
0: matter of factness. Like, of course, these two should be able to get married. And I think as an audience, we've been conditioned to receive stories a certain way. I think we've also been conditioned to re- receive stories from this period and on this subject matter uh, a certain way. Uh, in this particular instance, that way did not reflect Richard and Mildred's experience. And and that's what we were really trying to do. And what their experience says is that there are there are human beings at the center of all this stuff, you know. Uh, marriage equality, racial equality—these are these are big social debates, political debates, uh, religious debates, and none of it has anything to do with with the people at the center of them. So, since that's what that's what their relationship expresses, it, it made sense to make a film that focused on that detail, that focused on the day-to-day life of these people, the beautiful children that they made together, the beautiful life that they made together, in an atmosphere where the society around them was telling them that was wrong. Uh, that seemed to be, you know, the potent uh, um, advice that this story was giving us. Yeah, and, and along a similar point uh, to you, Joel, as an actor,
1: um, does that sort of matter-of-factness, you know, of, of course we should be married, factor into how you played the character, too, because there's that, there's that great scene um, where the guy's uh, on the porch, and he's, is there anything big you want me to tell him? Say, yeah, I love my wife. I mean, is that sort of factor into how you played it, too?
2: Well, I mean, as an actor, I, I always, you know, you have a kind of a, 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 um, a radar for uh, things that are, are not authentic. Uh it's also called a bullshit meter, I think. I, I was just not sure if I could say that on the radio station, but it. now I've said I'm going to say it. No, a No, the this time. recorder has a built-in built uh, meter. A, <laughs> a, a built-in beat meter. Um, but I have one of those uh, finely tuned, and what 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 happens when I go against it is I feel very awkward when I'm on set and I'm asked to do things that don't really seem uh, real or true. So, you know, when you when you're given a job to just, sort of, uh, you know, be a real person saying real things that ring true, the B meter doesn't go off. (laughs) No, but it just felt real, it felt authentic, it felt honest and and that's what these two characters were. You know, I've been handed scripts before where I'm asked to say things that I just know my bones would not really really honestly truly have ever been said by a human being ever in the history of the planet Earth Um, and you you push through because that's why we get paid the medium bucks but um, you know this was just a very kind of feet on the ground roots in the ground um, honest portrayal of two people and, and that's one of the things that was really attractive about it
1: yeah it's to your point it's very naturalistic and I I love it it's not it's not you know the artifice is sort of stripped away and it's it's just you're watching real people Mm -hmm. I love it you are constantly in between these big you know moments in the in the case um, you're constantly working on stuff around the house Uh, you know you're working on the car you're you know construction laying laying bricks and everything how much of that do you actually know in real life and how much is that I'm I'm gonna pretend I'm working on this car Well, uh, <laughs> and, and and what's the point? You know, the purpose of that to your character. You know?
2: Well, I mean, Jeff would probably say the same thing because I, I, I've I've heard him talk about it a bit too. Is is that, you know, it's important to remember and part of the the authentic portrayal of his story is and and it is that real? The real life stuff keeps going on while people are dealing with. The biggest stuff, and in this case, be, being oppressed by an entire system and and being kind of checkmated by the law, um, that it that it was important to still invite the audience into their home and give them an, an empathetic journey with them, get to know the people, as Jeff said, at the centre of these big issues, um, and that was their life. I mean, it was on the documentary too. You could see. The domestic life of, of these guys. Uh, I I know very little of. Uh, uh, I used to know my way, my way around old cars, so <laughs> certain issues, not really. But I did go off and learn a bit of bricklaying, which was kind of cool, um, and it really actually informed a lot about Richard and why he kind of walked and kind of held himself the way he did, and it saved us time on set, <laughs> from me going, what's yeah. this, what's this brick thing? What do I do with it?
0: Didn't you build a pizza oven?
2: I was going to never got around to that. I us build that myth. Yeah, I built um I've been
1: telling
0: see people See the church that. across the road.
1: It's a different movie. Pizza versus Virginia. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, but like I mean you you nailed it. I mean, your remind my my, my, uh, my own father was a construction worker, my grandpa was a plumber and like you you just captured it. it. I felt like I was watching that on screen. So hats off. Is there a little bit of a um is there a little bit of a, a metaphor into that too, the the bricklaying, like the the you know one on top of two, two on top of three, like that's how you build a wall, and not build a wall as, as in its current political context,
0: but in terms of build, making progress on this. Well, I mean, sure. In fact, as I'm writing this, the the metaphor is pretty heavy. It, it, it's this this man was, you know, trying to build a home for his family and and was robbed of the opportunity to do that until the court case came down. So obviously, you know, that's there. And as a writer who, um, you know, I loathe cheesiness, uh, I, I was, you know, worried. You the BS meter too? <laughs> well, I guess you could call it that. Yeah, I, you know, I was worried that that'd be a hard hard one to swallow. But also that's what happened. Um, and 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 that's where I justified it because we didn't make it up for metaphor's sake. You know, Richard was going to work every day. And I think, I I just, I think that's part of um, real life, but it's also part of the punishment. You know, there's this scene after they are convicted of interracial marriage, the horrors of that, and then um, they are exiled from the state of Virginia for 25 years, and that sentence comes down from Judge Bazile in Caroline County. Then they're forced to go to the county clerk and pay, pay the tab. You know They have to pay for their own exile. When uh, Mildred makes the decision that Richard supports to move back into the state of Virginia and live in hiding under the threat of arrest or much, much worse, the first thing on Richard's mind is, you know, what's the rent on this house that, that we're going to find? So as important as, as all of these events are, they're always punctuated by... The reality of money and finances, these were not wealthy people. These were working people, yeah. and their life never stopped. Their life never stopped because uh, society was attacking them or, or the government was attacking them. The guy had to keep going to work, and, and that to me is as powerful a statement as the metaphor of, of you know, building your home what's sort of
1: your you know what's your approach every every director does it differently but i our listeners and i know young filmmakers if they hear this love this but you know are you are you a storyboarder more of a shot
0: list get in the
1: space and and
0: look at it first or or what's your deal with that Uh, i'm a writer and uh everything for me comes from the screenplay and everything in the screenplay comes from an outline so i meticulously outline these things i use note cards uh, so before I start to type any words into a computer, I have a big cork board up in my office, and I have a note card that represents every scene. Different note cards have different things on them, but, uh, but they represent every scene, every moment in the film. And I can sit back in my office and I can watch uh, the flow of this thing. Uh, I can literally watch the movie on the wall before I start typing. And why I talk about that as a form of directing is because when we, when we take that, um, that equation onto set, um, it can certainly change. there are certainly variables uh, because the complexity of making a film throws nothing but variables at you, but you have this solid equation there uh, at the base of it and and that 's what i I can give the actors so that when they walk up to me and say two plus two doesn 't equal four in this particular moment i 'm taking this analogy all the way um, <laughs> then then you know i I can tell them how I arrived at that at yeah. that math and 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 so um you know, it, it it just is this underpinning. It is uh both a behavioral one for the characters but also a visual one for me. I can also turn to my cinematographer and say, I think this is where the camera needs to go because this is whose point of view it is in the scene. This is what we're trying to say with this scene. It really informs every part of the directing. We love
1: Mud, you know, in Midnight Special you work together, but what makes what makes Jeff great to work with?
2: Jeff has really strong shoulders. <laughs> 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 and he doesn't show him often but every now and then I've said he'll just bust him out um <laughs> no nah, he's perfectly uh he's the perfect kind of boss he he's a um he's he's an excellent filmmaker and uh, you know all that preparation is not lost on actors we feel very safe um And he's a supreme, supremely uh, nice guy. Can you tell? It's killing me to say this stuff while he's while he's listening. (laughs) Stare out the window. A a, a really great great person oh god that (laughs) hurt. that was hard to get out
1: well you guys are on the couch you can do you can retake stage the picture the the time the time photo or the life photo (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much it's a great movie Um, all the best you deserve all the accolades for it thanks thank you